Welcome into another episode of First of the Floor. Ben Vallis here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Before we get to our guest, Spoonie and Jake are here. Guys, 4 0. How are we doing? Basketball rules. This is the best. Yeah, so good. (laughs) Living large, baby. (laughs) So good. And look, today we're also very excited to welcome back from Sports Aptitude and Lucio Sports, friend of the show, Eric Weiss. Welcome back, Eric. How's it going, man? What's going on, everybody? Hey, yo, yo. Let's go, Eric. We've hit hit the mood on the head. Like, we're just all um, ridiculously excited about what's going on with the team uh, right now. I know we're going to hit it on all angles, what's good, what's bad, what's middled, but um, it's it's difficult to feel uh, anything but pure joy and elation about this team so far um are you are you aligned with that thought process eric or are you you taking a a more objective approach you know like 20 years of (laughs) you know like metering things out and rightfully so like you kind of have to balance that against the enthusiasm and the potential of right like it's there's stuff you can project there's stuff that's absolutely unforeseeable and then there's just like kind of the moment so i'm very happy right and i have (laughs) since they got kp months ago i was salivating over the possibilities of what could be and then adding drew holiday which i told all my friends was 100 percent not gonna happen because he cost too much money and they weren't gonna (laughs) another salary of that magnitude which sorry i was wrong (laughs) it's just uh you know icing on the cake this is a absolutely grand time especially relative to the state of the other franchises mm-hmm. in town this is like the only show in town right now so this is a, a great place to be for boston uh, a great place to be for us and uh, i'm excited yeah absolutely well look very glad you were wrong about the, the drew holiday side of things because we're very happy to have you on the pod and we're very happy to have drew holiday on the team look there's so much to get to with the team performing at this level so let's just jump straight into it and i think that the question that's beginning to emerge in most fans minds is okay like we had a crazy hot start last year as well so explain to me why this is different like maybe the more pessimistic fans are thinking this way why is this year any different to our hot start last year where inevitably or eventually last year our hearts were broken they may be wary about getting too emotionally invested you know in case they, they run into the same emotional heartbreak this year What's different about this year compared to last year? I think it's just stylistically, uh, it's just a different approach. And, and honestly, if you really go back to that beginning of the season two, uh, and people keep on saying it's Golden State that it changed, and no, it was the first Miami game where they started switching everything and it muddled up their stuff. Mm-hmm. That team was so basic in terms of driving from the elbows and then kicking out to the weak side. And as soon as and, and they were running a ton of actions like like it wasn't all just three pointers. They were doing split cuts and all kinds of cool stuff. And I was losing my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, they started doing stuff. But then they didn't have any contingencies. Right. Or curveballs or whatever uh, Joe uses <laughs> the analogy. Right. Like they didn't have something else to throw in there. Um, and they're in they were limited because their scoring predominantly came. Their self-creation came from three players. They got Brogdon. They never played him in crunch time, right, or whatever. So they didn't actually add the scoring. It was just like a six-man, another guy, but it wasn't like the collective scoring. Now they have a starting lineup that puts five dribble pass and shoot guys on the court. So if you don't go to anything else, 
that's like orders of magnitude different because they're also because it's five guys aren't all wings like they have a legitimate their, their small lineup isn't small because Jason Tatum is a legit power forward size he is not a downgrade in size for that position and their two guards are like tree stumps so like this is like <laughs> a drill pass and shoot team that has no real size disadvantages and has and they're five out right like that like it's the best collective skill set of five players i think in the nba that doesn't mean it all comes together there's a whole human element but like in terms of what you look at i'm not the first person to say that and that's not a homer take to like having five guys that can dribble pass and shoot without giving up size or you know compromising defense to any uh substantive level that's the difference yeah this team too many adult teams do you, do you guys it. lose me here? Just, just briefly, yeah. But we've got, we've got yeah, you you're good. You're good. <laughs> Go for it, dude. I don't know. What's <laughs> not, there's a lot of people on my Wi-Fi, I think, today. Um, this team reminds me of a lot of uh, title teams, specifically the one that comes Raptors team. It has dribble pass shoot guys all over the, all over the court. Larry, Vad Vliet, um, Siakam. Marcus all being like different to, to Porzingis in by like being a threat, a guy that can do a bunch of stuff offensively. But then they also have that one guy that can just be the best player on the court on a given night. But it's this collective dribble pass shoot um, team that has the, the the ferocious defense at the same time. Um, and the Gasol Porzingis parallels like Gasol at that point in his career wasn't like you know the the defensive player of the year that he was. Um, in his previous, but he did just enough to make that defense go. I just think that, um, Eric, you were touching on it stylistically. It seems like on offense, uh, they're not playing like super fast from a pace perspective, but they're so intentional about the way they're attacking defenses where it's like they're getting into stuff quicker. Um, and I think it was Drew or Derek White just had a quote about that. It's like, we're trying to get into our first action with like six seconds off the shot clock, which last year, I don't know how many times like 10 seconds had rattled off the shot clock. And then it's like, oh, here comes Rob for the first pick of the possession. So they're getting into stuff early. And then their their offense is very like, we're just going to pick the best matchup and we're going to go at it. And that to me feels like exactly what you do in the playoffs. And with the group that they have with those five guys, like somebody is going to have a mismatch at all times. And, or Jason Tatum's just going to light somebody up with a step back apparently, because that's back all of a sudden now. But um, I, I just love the way they're playing offense and, and the fact that they understand that they probably have a talent advantage against just about any team they play against. And they don't need to force things. Um, and I think you saw it in the first game, Jalen didn't force anything. He only took 11 shots. And then, you know, he had it going against um, when he buried the eight threes against Charlotte. It's just going to be a different guy every night other than Tatum. And I, I think that's just really encouraging for where we're at right now. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we could just wax lyrically about yeah. how amazing this team is. There's so many, like if you go on all the statistical websites, cleaning the glass, NBA stats, pbstats.com, whatever it is, and just look up the Celtics. They are 
leaps and bounds ab- above the field in almost every important statistical category. Uh, Steph No, who writes for sportingnews.com, had this tweet earlier, sort of a good aggregation of some of these stats I'm referring to. So a four-game sample size is not super meaningful, but these numbers by the Celtics thus far are insane. Per at Cleaning the Glass, number one in offense at 125.9 points per 100 possessions. Number one in defense, 102 points per 100. They have the point differential uh, plus 23.9 per 100 of a 78 Wins is that good? It's four is games. That good? They're on track for seventy-eight wins. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, and Eric, ahead, real quick. So obviously, I, offense like by cleaning glasses looked great. Where do you think like it? But I don't think it's been perfect. Clearly, it'll never be perfect. But is there a next step they can take? Is there something they can do to make it even better? Yeah, I think so, and I think they'll all say that too. Like bef- without being super wonky, just continuity is not like an instant gratification thing, right? This is not like pickup basketball, right? These guys play at such a high level. They don't have a lot of reps with each other. And when they face like, it's cool to go like ham on Washington and the Pacers actually been pretty good this year. So I think that was a little bit more meaningful to eviscerate yeah. them. They've been pretty good. Um, speaking of somebody that watches way, way too much Pacers basketball. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like, these guys are feeling things out. And if you look at some of the other statistics, like, like touches, like some of the things, like I live in the Bay area. Right. So I watch this household watches a ton of Kings and golden state warriors basketball. Right. Because it's on TV and it's, it's good basketball to watch. I like system offense to be run. Right. Um, Especially, especially the Kings who are like, they've been near and dear to my heart for a few years now. As soon as they traded for Sabonis, Indiana Pacers, there's your crossover event right there. Yeah, there you go. Um, like I've been his biggest stand since he got since he got drafted. You should see some of the emails I sent during his draft year. I was like, <laughs> you got everybody, you gotta get them. <laughs> but uh uh like that kind of like constant flow state of offense, that's something that this team is capable of. And honestly, I've said it in a in a couple of different meetings, but like Tatum's been on fire right now, but like the last game was the best one because it was on 15 shots. And that's the thing that I look at with this team. I, every once in a while, I, I post like like a health check, like of a quick NBA.com or NBA app, like box score. And I'm like, when I see five guys who are all within like three to five attempts from each other, when it's mm-hmm. like a fairly eat, like a good team that has a balance of talent, that's what I want to see from this team. It's like, yeah, you're going to have a hot guy like it, but the key is nobody should be doing six for 22s. There's absolutely no reason to even for any one player to shoot 20 times, unless they're like shooting 60 plus per, like nobody needs to like find their offense, right? Like you just find the other guy and you just play. It's not even matchups. I think like they have been doing that, but it's like, just figure out what the, what the defensive like scheme is trying to do. And then, fuck with it basically until they adjust yeah. and then just fuck with it again and go somewhere else. Because like, <laughs> can't you have, but this is very specifically in the closing and opening lineups, right? As soon as you, you sure. know, you get into your rotations or wherever things change, but like, Oh my God, the ability to open the first half, second half and close the game with five dudes that can do that stuff means that you, in all the critical moments to gain an advantage and maintain it and close things out, you don't have to force things. You just have to play smart flow basketball and commit to like moving around and then having the person who has the ball be committed to understanding that the biggest advantage you have is 
basically playing keep away, right? From yeah. like your kid or whatever. I got the ball. I got the ball. And the <laughs> you just get rid of it. And that's the game. The game is not to like do the dude in front of you. The game is to like force the pathetic defense to chase the like guy farthest away from whatever they're trying to do. And then just mm-hmm. continue to attack that until they are defeated because like that's <laughs> always the principle, but now they have five so, guys that at minimum have been a number two option in some team, right? With Derek white being maybe the worst of all of those guys. If you can say that in terms of offensive output, I mean, when he was, like yeah. kind of cast of maybe an offensive role above his level, even though he did like our fifth option or whatever. I don't even know if that works. Like, yeah. That right. Options make any sense, but like the fifth guy was on the Olympic team. So like, yeah, like that's not a thing that happens much, right? <laughs> Those aren't common NBA lineups. Yeah. Well, when we, we traded for Derek White, he wasn't supposed to be able to be a 38 to 42% three point shooter. And now he is But like, you talk about the keep away thing. We literally did the keep away thing in the wizards game when we were posting up Porzingis and it's yeah. a seven foot three good. And then like Jordan Poole, whoever <laughs> comes over to like help. And he's like, trying to get up to the ball and Porzingis just like turns and throws a cross court pass to Jalen in the corner who just buries like a wide, wide, wide open three. That's, that's the difference. And I'm, I'm struggling to maintain my true holiday. Isn't that much better than Marcus smart stance because of how good this offense is. And the, the will, this is how defenses guard true holiday are just completely different to how defenses guard Marcus Smart. And that's almost more important than their actual ability to, to hit shots. You know, and part of why I might the theory I think that I have that Marcus Smart's efficiency might go kind of up in the playoffs is because uh the gravity just completely shifts even more so away from Marcus Smart in the playoffs versus Drew Holiday um, has been ratcheted up for him in the playoffs. Teams are more keyed in on Drew Holiday, whereas now he might have his most efficient season ever because like, as I, I don't know what option he is really, but I know it's just Tatum is this unstoppable like planet force with like the moons just being pulled towards him. And then everybody else is just kind of like making quick decisions off of that. And everybody's playing efficient, smart basketball. It's a great way to describe it, Eric. They're just like, yeah, we're, we're just going to keep it away. And as soon as you move over to try and to try and take down the big brother, we're firing it to the oldest brother in the corner for a wide open three. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jason Tatum, like Eric, have you liked what you've seen from him so far? Do you think that he's altered his approach? It seems obvious that he, I think that he has at this point. I mean, he's bullying straight down yes. into people, which is stuff yeah. that I, it, even Wayne and I, before I started like, you know, kind of communicating with the whole crew here, was just uh-huh. like, hey, like I had always projected him as a, I think you can find an old tweet from this. I mean, I've been covering him forever, right? Like, uh, like maybe like a couple years after Drew Hanlon, <laughs> like he's been on my radar, like this kid. <laughs> But like, as soon as I saw his body, I was like, as soon as this guy hits like two thirty, I'm like, it's over because yep. he he. I could see the frame, and it was like, okay, you got the skill. And as soon as you, there's a element to this. I think a few people have started to speak to this. But it's one of the things I learned, like as the reverse of in scouting. Sometimes you evaluate guys that are big, like Julius Randle took a long time to readjust, which is why the Lakers basically gave up on him too early because he was so physically dominant early. It's also why. Um, uh, Gary Trent Jr., uh, by the way, was a guy I would love to acquire at some point in the next like six years. But another guy that was like physically dominant. And then people are like, oh, but he's had this advantage and he didn't get better. But the opposite of that, I've found is that a lot of times guys that 
have good frames but don't have size it takes them and also with international guys that have like huge physical advantages and get way more foul calls for like you know just sledding people or whatever because of their size differential it takes a little while to get used to being physical if you haven't been able to use that just like anything right like you get you're like hey i got this new you know card in my deck that i've never played before so like psychologically going into instinct to be like oh i can just put my off shoulder into a guy or now he's like you know doing the the half you know he's just like straight kind of just whatever like i'll dribble Mm -hmm. down and then the guy challenges me i'll just half turn and he's just bullying guys down and hitting them like he's never done that before in his life nope you know? flashes we've seen flashes before and i feel like how many times have we been screaming at the tv it's like you're bigger than everyone on the court you're bigger than like a third of the centers in the nba at this point uh, i just want to make sure we like call out yeah uh, my little pawnee over here shout out thank you for the the donation yeah, um keep you. keeping the lights on here at uh first of the floor <laughs> the difference is their interior pressure from Porzingis and tatum's improved post game made easier from the massive spacing teams just can't pressure tatum and sag off which is exactly what we're talking about and i have like some like some stats just on post like this is tatum's shot chart uh last year is on the left and this year is on the right um it's the mid-range game has never been a strength of his. He's always been around like 37% from the mid-range. And we kind of talked about like using the post as the way to become that third, that like really unlock that third level of scoring. Like you can just see on the right there, he's he's just averaging way more attempts in that mid-range and doing it his way, I think. Like for, it just never made sense to me that he would be a bad mid-range shooter when he's such a good free throw shooter obviously a good three-point shooter when he's taking the right shots like for him to be a 37 percent mid-range shooter is just very low like at least in like low 40s i think right now he's he's shot seven from 14 in the mid-range so far so 50 percent um who, who knows if that holds but if he can be in that 45 percent range that's that's perfect but yeah so his his like mentality has definitely changed like anytime he gets someone that's even like the same size as him, it feels like he's like considering posting them up from the three point line. Like he, he gets TJ Randall once in the New York. Yeah, like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> but that that's that's literally been like the only wing player that he hasn't been able to like take in the post so far, and that guy's a beast. Like he like he's a monster down low. But TJ McConnell was getting posted up from like the halfway line yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was posted up like Jaime Hawkins Jr. is yeah. like. At his size or bigger Pretty than him guy, yeah yeah and he was just like taking his lunch money and like spinning off him and it was filthy. he was insulted that was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he, he was gonna me with jaime Hawkins jr okay <laughs> i'm going to the rim <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 like the the weird thing about tatum is like he was one of the best post players in the league last year we just only saw one a game which is i think on nba.com's tracking he only got one a game so it makes sense. Like eventually those doubles are going to come and he's a willing enough passer. Like, you know, he's not a natural playmaker, but he's going to hit the open guy when the double comes. Like he can read the floor. He's big enough to see over top of the defense. So I, I mean, it, it's beautiful. Like, Hey, credit to Joe, man. He's coming to this season with a lot of questions. And I, I think so far he's adjusted his approach enough. Um, and, and, you know, Tatum is a big part of that. And, it looks really good and it's very fun to watch. Yeah. Yep. Credit to Sam Cassell as well, who seems to be yeah. Yeah, the leader of, of bringing that philosophy into the team. And it does seem to be permeating across the roster. First possession last night against the Pacers, Drew Holiday 
posting up was it Benedict Matherin and he just like took yeah, him under the hoop and finished on the other side. It was it was a beautiful beautiful sight to see. But you know the 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 skills, the the um, the winning vibes, they're not necessarily permeating throughout the whole roster. Eric, they did last night. The bench had a nice strong spirited turnaround from what we've seen from them they so like far 46 points or something i don't remember yeah, yeah. yeah. they extended the lead yeah <laughs> yeah this, this might be a moot point now to ask this question but despite their strong showing last night from the bench the, the bench has been one of the primary concerns thus far this season with this team is that a legitimate concern or can we just take it easy on them given how talented our top six or so is so this is a layered question. Like this is where my like I wish I could give this like concise. Oh yeah, but so this is how I look. <laughs> like one, I believe in Peyton Pritchard. And I just saw this. Like if you don't, if any, most of the takes I've seen from most of Celtics fandom have it wrong. He could not succeed. That's fine. But it's not because he's too small or he's too short. You can look at a guy like T.J. McConnell, who's like yeah. the non-shooting version of him. Like there, there's many examples. Like Peyton Pritchard has the skills to be a very good player. People that I respect tremendously in scouting have had very like he's a good player he needs consistent reps uh you can look at a guy like Neesmith uh, by the way which if you're only mm. watching the games against Boston is not fair he was very good and trended up last year even though he got injured a ton and kept on uh derailing him but like lots of guys need consistent burn and they need it in like purposeful situations and then I look at like the combination of the roster when you talk about those five guys and staggering like most of those guys are going to stagger. So you can always have a minimum of two self creators on the, uh, the bet. We only need three bench guys. And I'm, I'm looking at like Hauser. They backed up very nicely. They basically did a handcuff yeah. with C, which was good. And then they have change of pace guys in case that, right. Like in it's case so good it up with Lamar. That's smart. And those guys can do situational things. But if I'm looking at the skill, which I, based on the way Joe has started some of that seniority, but like, they're going to go for the skill shooting stuff first and the defensive specialist stuff will be much more specialist, right? Like that would be their, their intent. And I think the biggest thing is the third big is a little overblown except for, because if there's injuries, like there's going to be injuries during the regular season. Someone said it was great. It's, it's the timing and the type of injury that matters the most. Right. Because I just look at playoffs. It's like the whole thing is like, whatever the narrative is of the season, It just needs to end in all of those guys being healthy yeah. to go into the playoffs. Because if you lose any of them, it doesn't matter. There's no viable like thing. And most teams don't have like, you know, like some huge like, oh, oh, oh in case yeah. one of them are like superstars goes down. We're good. Like, like yeah. they can't afford to have Perzingis go down because he is the third no. part of the triumph. Yeah. Right. And so like, even though they have, yes, they have other stuff like a big producing and bending like there's nothing you can do and when you look at the guys that are gonna face <laughs> in the playoffs well he's posting up at the elbow 30 feet away he's like i am gonna spot shoot from a place where you have to come above the three-point line or you're just like giving me and like free points so like any of the the real dudes that they will face in the playoffs right like the all the teams you're gonna face are gonna have good bigs that is a like what is Brooke Lopez can't play in that series. I'm saying that he's gonna he can't play. Like Mitchell no Robinson he can't play. Well, Mitchell yeah, Robinson, yeah. I felt so bad for and Mitchell Robinson ended up bouncing back in the second half and really like not yeah. being shook by it and like figuring out how to do what he can do because he's made great progress. But like he had no idea what to do on defense. He's like, <laughs> I don't do this. Like he's just like, whatever. I don't care how much we went over it, coach. Like not last night. It's like 
I, all of my instincts are bad on this, right? Because I do rim stuff. And this guy's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> At 29 <laughs> feet away from the yeah, rim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that stuff is is great. And those guys, there's going to be some of those guys on at all times. But I think that the bench going back, those like, I believe in Peyton Pritchard. I think he's going to have a hell of a season because the opportunity is there and he's going to get comfortable. I think Hauser is fine. People don't realize how streaky three-point shooting is. Like, mm-hmm. uh one of you guys says, like, Jay, is that you? Seven years? Yeah. Yes, that's seven. my favorite. Yeah. Seven years. Like, like <laughs> sample, the only sample sizes that matter in threes is, like, large Long. sample sizes, yes. right? But even within those, if you go game to game or yeah. whatever, like, the best shooters... Steph Curry does it. ...always go two for five. Like, it's yeah. always... Threes are a feast and fit. That's why they have three-point variants. You know, like, larger samples are supposed to control for this, right? So just think about that. If you're worried about an individual player's three-point variants, like... Three-point luck is a thing on team-level threes because the variance in three-point shooting is such that it's not it's a it's a significant differentiator, right? So any individual player, let alone a person that's going to play like 15 minutes, like you can't live and die by their threes, right? Like you have to just be like, oh, and that's why it's nice to have like you know Hauser Jr. or whatever. It's like Speed doesn't have the size or whatever, but he can create a little bit and he can still do what he's mostly going to do which is stand somewhere on the perimeter and move around and relocate when the defense is like bamboozled by whatever's going on over here. And he can just like kind of raise up a little bit, right? Like those are the subtle things that you look for. I think those guys are fine. And if they, the biggest thing is like big. And that's what I'm like, I like Nemeas Queda. Like he is, uh, he played in the King system, right? Like you yeah. saw it a little bit in the, in the, in the preseason, like, He's doing dribble hand. You know, I'm, in, I'm like, dude, we saw it yesterday. The bonus just dominate on DHOs and how it screws <laughs> up a team. And I'm like, do you know what KP could do? Because so bonus easy to work on was shooting this year. He has yeah. the drive and obviously has more power than KP. Yeah. But if you're talking about what you can do as a center playing that DHO game with those wings, I'm like, Tatum Brown. So easy. Just fire off those because. <laughs> The defense has <laughs> no chance to do anything. As soon as they make a mistake, KP can just keep, they can do that. God forbid we get to the like screen rescreen where you fake it and then you cut back the other way. Like I'm just waiting for at speed DHO. And if they're doing that stuff, <laughs> the three bench guys that are going to need to play off of whatever two or three dudes that they're going to right, like play with, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Right. I think that they just need to make sure one of the bigs, is playing well enough in that situation. But the wing guard stuff, I'm like, no, they didn't give Pritch $30 million in their current cap situation, but they felt bad for him, right? Like they (laughs) hate him because he can play. And Hauser is fine. Could you upgrade from him? Maybe in some theoretical world, but he's pretty good. And he's on an upward trajectory. So like people were freaking out about, do you see how much he worked on the speed of his release? Like Dude. I was like, oh, he changed his shot. I'm like, yeah, so we could get way more threes off with a trailing defender. He's just like, toe tap. He's doing it's the crazy. Ball just Dude, working he, into running into it and shooting. He made five threes yesterday. One of them hit the rim just. Like the, <laughs> the four back of them. Rim too. Yeah, and like and yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the part of the absolutely. Yeah, we need to. I think our best chance to get them to run more DHOs. I wonder if it's just like it's coming. Um, I think Jack Simone's our best chance to start to get someone to ask Joe and uh, Porzingis about DHOs because you are one hundred percent right. Because like 
the bit the, the handoff game. I know we're going a little bit back off track off the bench here, but Bam Adebayo is like one of the best handoff games in the league, and he can he can't he can shoot from like sixteen feet. You add to where Porzingis' space to like the 27-foot range when they're running these DHOs, it's just more and more and more space with like, oh. but yeah, yeah, you're right about the bench. <laughs> but any of those guys can play. Like I've said the DHO stuff with Tatum and Brown, but they're the two, let's be honest, as yes. talented as they are. They're the guys, and I know I've seen it from Tatum at least because all the time I watch them in, in nationals or whatever. This is just about a commitment hmm. to just, moving the ball in flow and realizing that when you're receiving the ball again, like I think a lot of that is just like, Oh, I'm getting the ball back. And then you're like muscle memory is now I'm going to have to create stuff where it's like, Oh no, just like ditch your guy in a real quick move. As soon as he's looking over there and then have him chasing you on instinct and then like double back on him and just do all that stuff. And they're screwed. If you give live ball, like opportunities to those guys with a screener, like that stuff is so lethal especially with what they can do as soon as they get to those pocket areas. You showed Tatum's uh, shot chart. Like that's yeah. what DHO does is get you right there from the free throw line extended with like options, depending on how they've recovered. Right. Like you're just mm-hmm. like right on that V heading into the basket and getting all kinds of like reads, right. Based on how the defense is trying to deal with whatever happened off that. And that's, I think that's where they're getting to like collectively. It's like, they have so many dudes that want to play. The vibes are immaculate as everyone says. Right. <laughs> and there's a purposefulness and having two new guys having a, I love having a KP on the team because that's a guy that's probably a little pissed off about being like, Hey, I've been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I used to be a guy that people thought was like the unicorn motto was him because they're like, this is like, what is this? Right. Like, this is like, it doesn't exist. And then he's like, Oh, he's okay. He's like, I think the team's going to be worse because they lost Marcus Smart's heart. And so I love Marcus, but I'm like, you traded him for Christoph Brzingis. I'm like, I know the problems on this team. I'm like, it's going, it's going to, it's not a complete hundred percent game, but I'm like, if I'm going, like, I think they're going to, I'm like, no, no, it was always going to, as long as he's playing, yeah. it's going to be better. And then Drew Holiday, he hasn't, he's been here for two fucking weeks. I know. It's crazy. He doesn't know what the hell is going on. But every once in a while, you see a little like duck in, right? Where he just like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go set a scream. He's like, woo. And he looks like re- redirects. And all of a sudden, a, a, def- a defender who has like one foot up where right, it isn't anchored just gets bumped off and he just does a layup because like if he's just operating in the middle like that while you're doing all this perimeter shit, like these guys can do little underneath like movement stuff and just redirect and just even instinctually, Oh, I was supposed to come up and do this, but I saw something else was happening based on like the screen angle, whatever. Right. They can just like, they can make stuff up based on how they know each other and how they feel what they're seeing. And they, they have like no real experience doing that against defenses that can take away a bunch of it, which is way different than training camp and practice too. Where you're like, yeah, you're going up against, your teammates or whatever, but like you're running shit and it's more systematic when you have to play Miami and you have to play New York in New York and they're good defensively and they're not going to fuck up and just hemorrhage you free possessions or whatever. Right. And be like, Hey, why don't you have like, like, unfortunately like Boston has tended to play like the last couple of years or like, how about you have 30 plays on us? Absolutely. You're like, Oh, like I call it trimming the fat, right? Like when you play against those teams, the combination of getting like that personnel in there with like that, like level, like those reps and then responding to those situations, that stuff's only going to build, right? You guys were touching on a little bit as the doldrums, like January and February is still like the, 
the kind of whatever. But I, even if they had, and all teams kind of whatever, it's rare to be a 65 win team, right? Where everyone's like, high five, let's kick the shit out of everybody all year long. Yeah. Like maybe that team has this. I'm going to be hesitant because I don't think you learn like the stuff that they do. Like Tatum and Brown are introspective dudes, man. I don't think this like in the moment, like they're not, I am always in the moment. Like they're thinking about, <laughs> they're thinking, he's thinking about his kid's birthday. Like yeah. thinking yeah. about like activism. Like they're not just like, today like whatever <laughs> today i'm gonna kill you like just, just for yeah. no reason like Jay- jalen goes into a minute by 40 yeah. jalen just they goes into a meditative home. cocoon they have to yeah. be like they're they That's have to be pissed that they're like hey man and then it's like hey i didn't like that they don't come in going fuck you right like that's yeah. just not who they are and that's fine but i was the four to two math now now you have a holiday now that you have yeah. white who like this is the most demonstrative I have Dude. said that he was talking in the locker room. I was like, oh, that's good. And then I'm seeing him on the court. I'm like, oh, he doesn't feel like he's like a temporary guest anymore. He's like, oh, I'm part of this team. That's huge. And that's a, that's the second guy. And then you have KP and then Al, who's been here. Al finally yeah. has the backup. He needs yeah. to not have to lose his fucking mind. <laughs> they are just doing whatever. And I'm like, Marcus is great. And Marcus is reactionary, but Marcus is like a peer and a brother with those. Guys. Now you have four yeah. dudes. They're like, Hey, we need to get serious. And then that will, it's okay. If Jalen and Jason are like the way they are like that, it's great. <laughs> Their teammates are the first people to get them to like respond. Right. Like then it's fine. You don't need the opposition to kick your ass to respond. You need your teammates to be like, yo, like we need to be focused not one voice now you got four guys yeah four guys is what i'm banking on getting through this thing not magical metamorphosis and persona right like i'm just like no it's just a different math i and do think it's all sam cassell on the bench too so i was gonna like, i was gonna say yeah. i think there are actually more voices when you think about cassell being maybe the loudest one and Charles Lee and this year two from Joe. Like it's clear that he's a, he's a completely different guy. Like in every facet in in the preseason. Yeah. The stuff that he was saying wasn't just like the stuff he was introspective. He opened up and it it talked about his, like, like that's all the like growth mindset that that's, that was real emotional maturity. Like some of those interviews were like, Oh shit. Like this, now I see what Brad because I have no personal experience with like Joe. Like this is not a guy yeah. I know, but I'm like, I knew that he was highly regarded, right? By whatever secondhand, but like that was enough for me where I'm like, whatever. It's hard to coach in the NBA or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, when you hear guys not just being like, oh, we change stuff or whatever, but like going through stuff systematically and owning it and actually explaining, I was like, oh shit, nobody does that. Like you rarely. Rare. Like maybe if some guy gets a DUI and he has to come back and yeah. like, oh, like, look at some stuff or whatever, it's not just like reviewing and sharing it. Like lots of guys review process, but like sharing it with the group, with the media, with Gary Washburn, who has yeah. been like, even Gary had to be like, well, I was trying to be positive the other day. So I'm like, yeah, dude, it was like the, like, you know, pissing your Cheerios brigade with the media. And I'm like, dude, I would have been a little like Joe. I think in that circumstance too. And he just could have just been like, fuck you, man. Like I won 58 games and now we're loaded. And he's like, no, he's like, I'll own this and I'll own that. And this is what I think now. And this is where you have to improve. That was it for me. I'm like, I'm good. Same. Good. 
West Virginia guys, WVU guys. <laughs> yeah, they bring only the yeah. best, only the best yep. of WVU. Uh, Eric, that was beautiful, man. Can we please yes. clip the last 15 minutes of conversation? Yeah, that was perfect. insanely beautiful to listen to. Uh, we've got more questions for Eric coming up, but first, a quick message from our sponsor. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Yeah, all right. So we talked a lot about offense. I think it makes sense. I would say this team's strength is probably going to be offense. The one hang-up defensively I have, because they're protecting the rim like absolutely, absolute madmen. They're still not forcing turnovers. They're near the bottom of the league and forcing turnovers again. That's two years under Joe Missoula. Why are they not forcing turnovers with this defensive lineup? Is it something Joe's doing defensively? Is it the drop coverage? Is it just bad luck? Eric, what do you think? I think it's coming. The It was the... They're challenging that that 22 steel game was one of the things that really showed me what they do but there was a couple of things that they did in the washington game that i even though some of this was offensive like the pursuit of uh getting second chance opportunities in that washington game coupled with kind of what they showed in that preseason like they know when to attack just like those in the stuff that drives you nuts when you play Miami, right? Where they don't just like concede the swing pass or you're like, I'm just going to split the guy. Like, wait, he challenged it at the point. Like he was aggressive before I split it. Like, this is not like, Oh, like they have that. And I think that we've seen it in bits in the first two games, the last two games, there was other stuff, but like when you're just like absolutely hammer tossing people, like I also get that you might not need it. I think that we did see it Mm. a little bit in the first two games and it's getting, you know, the stats, like four games and whatever, like I know they can do that when they get mad and they're like, hey, we need to do something else. It's a card they can go to, I believe, to do something else. And they will just harass in that manner and get aggressive. And Holiday's definitely been doing yeah. it. Like the whole Holiday white, mm-hmm. like stock exchange competition or whatever, like yeah. they get the, like internal battles another one i'd love to have them do is if they kept the win-loss record in the locker room and it was just in the third quarter they're just like what's our win-loss record in the third quarter i i really believe it's like small-sided games for practice for drills and stuff it's like oh they love it that's like you know small manageable goals within the season that are like motivators are another way that you keep focus and you don't just go it's january and february you make little wins it's like major league when they strip little pieces off the owner or whatever forever that's an actual like management technique, right? Not that particular instance, but like, you know what I mean? Like giving things to do, it's not just the end of the year report or whatever. You're like, yeah. well, let's make things fun and keep people engaged in little competitions like that, that make every game meaningful for something that isn't just the bottom line of wins and losses or getting to the playoffs. And like, these guys have elements of that fun stuff in there. Like, look at KP, every time he talks, he's like, this is ridiculous. It's so like, funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Tatum's first response when he's like, dude, he was like the biggest guy on the court by a lot. Like, that's not a, like very <laughs> smooth, like, and like Tatum will give you some fun stuff every once in a while, but he's usually pretty like, blah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's like, he was really big. 
And I'm like, well, yeah. they showed because they just kept on taking whatever pathetic guy that he could just shoot directly over. Like, he was just like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, he was the biggest guy by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Those little things, I think, are what keeps things like interesting because they shook it up and people love the idea of that in general. But they, it wasn't just a shakeup, which is like random. Yeah. Like, they purposefully altered things and brought interesting people in that do stuff that I think keeps everybody knitted together, knit together in a way that's, that's interesting. And Jalen was my biggest, and everyone was freaking out. Like I was like, Oh, well, how is he going to adjust or whatever? My key was, well, if they just fucking flow and nobody's yeah, more shots than you, it's just like, just pass to the guy that's open and that's all. And you'll whatever, just do things fast and it'll work out. Right. I'm like, everybody just go fast and yeah jalen should have the most efficient season of his career really yep everyone should if everyone yes. doesn't set a career high in field goal percentage then they better be damn close because you're doing it wrong if you're not because this is just space for days eddie house said it the other day yes like, operate or scal or whatever it's like this is the most space to maneuver that these guys as long as they just move the ball and they don't fall into the let's take the loaded defense because we're tired route they're never going to have guys in the positions like it's like a 30% decrease in like tight quarters, interior maneuvering or whatever. Right? I'm just making up some kind of like thing, right? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, Oh, that guy's like now a foot and a half further out from across the, you know, the paint or whatever. Right. Like these little areas to negotiate and you see the way these guys finish in tight quarters. When you're talking about six, to 12 to 18 inches of difference on a recovery or whatever, that's like a free lane, like to yeah. the basket versus like a guy getting a hand on something. And that's, that's every single one of those guys can take advantage of that. I mean, like looking at the, the field goal percentages now of the top five, Jalen's is the lowest at 48.6 right now. And then holiday at 53.8, Pozingas 55.8, Tatum 56, and then Derek at 64.7. Like, and Jalen's has just skewed a little bit from like that first game or really other than that, he's been fantastic. So yeah, it's 49% too. Yeah. It's right. terrible, like, dude. the worst. I'm like, that's oh, yeah. 49%. Yeah, <laughs> Derek and, White's true shooting percentage is 82% right now. So that's pretty good. <laughs> and he's, that is actually, in fact, a lie. That is not a true shooting percentage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a magical fairy tale. <laughs> Dude, he's been he's been hot for so long. Like hot hands is like the perfect name. Well, like I didn't realize going back and looking at his playoff stats, he was 50, 45, 91 for the whole playoff run last last year. Like he's, he's been he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable. unbelievable. He was Some of the pull the ups he's taken. The yeah, the pull up three thing now is that's a. Like he, the catch and shoot thing got fixed, but now he's a pull up three guy as well. Look at his re reactions. Like it's not yeah. just how quick he's going into that shit. He's like feeling himself. Like yeah, I'm he's like Rick Younging it. He's like walking yeah. back. Yeah, he's doing a thing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like dude. holy shit, where did this guy come from? I'm like, yeah. yes. I'm like, that's the thing. I'm like, I love your professionalism and everything you do, but I'm like, oh. Like that, there's a little Sam Cassell in there, man. Oh, yeah. by the way, hot hands. We got best vibes thing check, and I put this on on my little sub thing. We've got yeah. two El Fuego names, two good <laughs> nicknames in yeah. four games. You know how hard nicknames are to get. We got hot hands, <laughs> which you get a shout out for, and El Fuego for unintended humor is the best <laughs> nickname you could ever come up with for Jalen Brown. Like that is like, I can't. 
think of a better way to come up with a nickname that fits everything that Jalen Brown is than El Fuego. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> and then and then Derek White's dad coming in with the stock exchange as well for Derek Andrews. It's just like, yeah, it's we're perfect. only four games in. What oh, are sorry, we doing? Three. Yeah, three nicknames. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I haven't been keeping up, I guess. I like, it's oh, tough, I'll yeah. Perfect. And just just the magic of old school Twitter, where a player's dad delivers like the perfect yes. game for our backcourt duo. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love NBA Twitter. Still, it's still it's still real. It still exists. Um, so we're all very excited here, Eric. You know, there's there's so much to to celebrate about this team. Um, obviously, that is killing everyone. All the stats are amazing. There's nicknames galore. Everyone's individual <laughs> and team success is just like through the roof. If you had to nitpick, if you had to say, okay, this team doesn't win a championship and it's not a health related issue. What's their downfall? I think it's exactly that is we've we haven't reached the level where what we're talking about. We've seen these things in the last two games, four games. But like, remember that their offense was not amazing in the first two games against the teams that I actually care about. But the Knicks have eviscerated them last year in three consecutive. Like I was like, they'll lose. And they I believe that they would have lost if they had played the Knicks, maybe in six games. Like the Knicks would have killed them in the playoffs last year. (laughs) Probably like KP just decided and that was their first game, right? Like this is the building stuff. Like they're going to do better against them. But when I look at the way they played that game, how they played defensively in that game, um, how they survived three point right differentials in those first two games, I'm like, my nitpick for them is just that they have to commit to doing that thing when it's hard because there are teams that aren't going to just be like, Oh shit, they defeated us. Like they're going to actually be able to give resistance and you can't stop doing those things and go, Oh, okay, well let me try plan B. Like it's like soft switches. You can't soft switch to your like go-to thing of like going, Oh yeah. And just like, Oh, well, like you, you have too much to give up on your first bid. Right. You can't just be like, Oh, that didn't work. Let's go into the old number one. Right. Like they have to, Stay committed to moving the ball throughout the possession. Yes. Again, Golden State, Sacramento, that kind of stuff is the gold standard. You want to move the ball, you want to make quick decisions, and you want to like understand the collective skill sets of your teammates in order to just instantaneously know how you've set something up. Like last night's game finished, like where I was listening to your show, I'm gonna start writing I mean, about it because it was so amazing. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this game's amazing, guys. We're still talking about <laughs> 51 point blowout and I'm like what is happening right now in the <laughs> of that game and it was only like 103 102 or whatever it wasn't even a high scoring game but the execution in the critical moments was not yes. let me just like Steph doesn't like even with his crazy shots he's still running stuff to get into positions yep. to make quick like, he doesn't just like nobody dances with the ball yep. on either one of those teams as their thing that they do everything is fast and because of that they go through way less dry spells when they're playing a real opponent. They can respond back because the ball hits three people while they're moving forward, right? Like towards the basket. Like that's where this team needs to get to for me to believe. But it's not a championship. I'm not seeing a championship product right now. I'm seeing five guys that are amazing. And I'm <laughs> like, where can they get to? But I'm not like, oh, I saw it. Like, we're good. Sign it up. Let's yeah. start them tomorrow. Yeah. I do course, know they're like- going to beat the Bucks. Every oh, single time they play them yeah. though, this year, they're much better than Milwaukee. Milwaukee has been not mm. amazing. Yeah, well, look, they couldn't. You talked about Brook Lopez. He could barely play before when they did have Drew Holiday and they did have a, like a healthy Chris Middleton. Now, um, that is an issue. I think that's 100%. It's like 
as you said, the the twenty one and six or five start last year, where they were kind of doing a lot of the things, you know, driving kick, moving. Um, you have to stay committed to this system and trusting your teammates, moving the ball, finding the right places. Like it did happen in the Knicks game, and look, that was the first game. But the old habits, they they are in there. They are like in mm-hmm. Jalen and Jason. More than anyone else, and that's obviously the most two, two two most important guys. But there was like four positions in a row where they lost the lead in the next game, where it was Jalen took a shot, Jason took a shot, even Derek did an ISO possession. Where at least in the Pacers game, the ISOs are post ups as opposed to just like dancing on the perimeter. Put Jalen in the post, put Jason in the post, and ISO down at the block and force help, and those ISOs become. Way they, they kind of forced those guys into moving the ball because the reads are so much easier from those positions. But yeah, those habits are in there. It's just day after day after day, staying committed to breaking those habits. So when you do get to, to like down 2-1 in a series against the Nuggets, um, you don't just divulge into like what you know yeah. from years past. Yeah, and... um. It it felt like that that Knicks game was such a perfect first test for this team because the Knicks are so solid. They have tons of continuity. They basically have no new new players other than Divincenzo, but that guy fits in. Played with like half his teammates like yeah. for four years. Yeah. yeah, right, right, yeah, oh, yeah, at Villanova. So um. And and they coughed up that lead. I think they were down five. Joe takes the timeout, and then they went back in to actually playing offense in the last like four minutes of that game. And that to me is something that I just feel like has not happened with this team over the last couple of years. It's like, it doesn't matter how many timeouts you take. doesn't matter what you do. Every coach from Yudoka to Stevens to Missoula could be yelling at them to go, go, go get into stuff. And it still devolves into that like, yeah, crossover, crossover, step back, bad three in crunch time. But in the Knicks game, they really like intentionally, okay, Tatum, KP, pick and roll. We're going to get into our stuff and let's do it. And they like, we should have lost that game after like Jalen had those yeah. two turn. They should have yeah. lost that game yeah. and they didn't. Um, and then having KP Miami just right said after no, that. he was like, yeah, did. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And they were like, oh, shit, we have a guy that can can do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's their habits, though. Right. Because yeah. like if you're being fair, like, oh, they're, 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 it's like, dude, they've had good teams and they had some teams before they were the main guys. The weird thing when you look at the metamorphosis of this team over the course of um, you know, the Jays both being here or whatever, yeah. is that it has changed so much. Even, including their roles as this has gone on, there's been a constant inconstance to like what has yeah. gone on with them. And then the last couple of years where they've been the guys, the thing was set up to basically have them do all that stuff, right? First, Ime, who didn't have, and that was a year one, two, or whatever. Like, yeah. offense is always, that's the other thing too. Offenses take time. I'd say three years under the same system is what you really want before you really see. Now, talent can do a bunch of stuff, but if you want to see what talent, applied with continuity looks like we haven't had that we've had three coaches in four years four seasons or whatever we've had all kinds of personnel shifting over that same four-year period of time like this team just needs to stay together for three seasons and then i know the financial stuff and i was getting uh in an argument a little bit with corrales the other day on because he's like (laughs) two years they 100 have to trade everything and i'm like because of the things like 
teams operate at losses sometimes, especially yeah. with the yeah. value. Like there's a lot of things that can happen. I what I look at is like what will white and through yeah. holidays extensions be? My guess is you get three years with like you have the option of three years with all of this, and then holidays naturally dropping off or dropping yeah. down. Horford's aging out, and then you probably end up signing Horford to an extension. This is another one of these things if you don't count the yeah. money, where you'll get guys to extend an extra year past when they know they're going to be like done or whatever. So you can trade them, right? Like that will be your, Oh, you only have minimum contracts to share up is the one-to-one or the one-to-many doesn't ch- change. If you trade to get like a role player that that's, mm-hmm. then it's still in the 125 or 150, depending on where the tr- the team you're trading with is. Right. So all this, like, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be able to aggregate. You won't be able to do all this other stuff. They already have the pieces. So yeah, exactly. Healthy. And they can float a short-term loss, right? Like to for valuation on the franchise. Plus, you'll make more money because you'll oh yeah, going deep, yeah. And these guys have banked cash. I think they made eight. They cleared eighty-eight million last year with their thing, which is lower. Interesting, because they don't own the building or whatever. But like, yeah. but it's pretty good. This <laughs> yeah, team just needs bad. some continuity, and continuity will deliver like real results in the short term which i mean short term as of this season and in the long term over the next two or three seasons like if they just i think they'll learn those lessons i guess we're not going to just see them always like oh i adjusted in real time and figured you out like they'll have some oh shit it didn't work those are the teachable moments that coaches like i think the commitment to doing that is there and i think jalen and jason this is where coaches talk about trust and stuff all the time this is not trust like oh i don't trust it's just like they just need to know those guys can do the things when they're like muscle memory is like must accomplish objective and are, and are pretty fucking good at it. It's not like, Oh, I hate when yeah. they do that. They only lost in the finals and then lost like four, man, we've lost in the conference finals <laughs> five times, man. It's like, say that again. Yeah. Take the wine out of it and just be like, Oh, like it's a process. They made substantive improvements and changes to address. And I believe in the core people. Like I believe in Jalen and Jason as human beings. Mm -hmm. And I believe in this group as human beings. And I will put my money on those human beings with that talent. Like that's my bet. Yeah. And it's always been as well. Like now the talent is at a level that it hasn't been before. And the fit has been in a place that it hasn't been before. But then also like, I remember being in the bubble and Tatum, you know, doing the 25, 10 and five for the whole playoff run, like those averages and being like, he's just, we need 27 year old Tatum for us to beat the heat and for us to have a chance in the finals. It's just like, I believe that was the playoffs where Jalen absolutely kicked the dog shit out of Miami that everyone likes to forget from last year. Like you just can't handle Miami. They figured him out. I mean, I'm like, I watched the bubble. Maybe you guys were like, you know, had COVID and were in the hospital. But like, I seem to remember. Like, we had that. Brad Wanamaker as the sixth man. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, like Jalen Brown stood on his head in that series. They get a 46 point game or something. Yeah. In one yeah. of those and he was he was good in the conference finals the year prior as well. Like he's game seven in the class. He's had one bad playoff series since his like rookie yeah. year, which like doesn't yeah. count. Like, like he's fine. It's the people. Their bad habits are just them deciding not to do it. And that's if I had like James Harden, maybe I'd feel a little less certain about yes. that. But like, <laughs> I don't, I got two guys that I thoroughly enjoy as people. And I like, that's, I'm always going to bet on people in any, you know, in any group. Like it's the people that matter 
for the performance level when you know the skills are there. Skills are there. The people feel like they're there and the people are the magnifier for those skills. Barn. Yeah, well you yeah, when you talk about loving the Kings and the Warriors, like that is a huge reason why the Warriors have been as successful as they are, is because Steph Curry is like the gold standard for a superstar, right? Like he's similar to Tatum. He's like he's kind of boring. He's just he just like terrible get, at commercials. Yeah, I mean, like, they're commercials together. They're both terrible. Yeah, but, but you know they 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 turn up. There's no drama. There's no trade requests. There's no like Steph like the the Warriors get draft James Wiseman with their second overall pick and like absolutely screw honestly screw up like a two year window of like moves but because he's so good you possibly could have made so many people were just screaming like take Halliburton or Lamelo. anyone like Like, so many the only thing you had to do one or two thank god they didn't do that Jesus because like and and like they're able to survive that one obviously because Steph skill wise yeah um is who he is, but Great part of that is that we've ever seen on planet. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And then also incredible, like 99th percentile and like five other things. Um, but yeah, like, like, like Tatum, who's getting better at all of his weaknesses, Steph Curry, like defensively, like a great way to like litmus test someone on how much they know about basketball is if they say, oh, but Steph Curry still is a bad defender. It's like, no, he's actually like a really good guard defender and has been now for like a couple of years. It's like those weaknesses that these guys have when they're 21, uh, if they're the right type of person, they will just probably be like mostly gone um, when they're in the 27, 28 year old seasons. Absolutely. Well said. Everything is all about being in the right place on defense. And that comes with, yes, you have processing, but it's a commitment to being in the right spot. The physical limitations matter, but like 70% of the pie is not fucking it up for everybody else. Right. Like that's it. It's like, just do your fucking job and the defense will have like an ability to do things. Right. Like that's Sam Hauser right there. And that's why he's like fine on defense. Cause he's usually in the right spot. He doesn't get completely roasted on straight line. That shot release, man. People are so like worried about right now. It was the first thing that stood out where I was like, oh, last year you put me, I was like, oh, with your weird obsession with, with Hauser. And I was like, fine. And I'm like, okay, so we moved a little bit. And then like this year, I was like, oh, that's all you did in the offseason, which is run yeah, yeah. as fast as you can and basically be putting your feet down while you're receiving the ball and then basically doing a no dip like above the head. Like it's receive. yeah. Right. And I'm just like at speed, like it's actually Corver. It's Corver, like if you watch like whatever, like from age 29 or whatever that like point was where he hit the like Hawks. the Corver that everyone remembers. I like, was Corver was out of the league at one point when he first mm-hmm. was close to it. He was not playing at all. After and then he Philly, found right? His, yeah. He found his groove, but like that quick and you're just like, and you just like tap and go. Right. And you're just like literally like jumping sometimes when you plant foot right to get around the screen as soon as you're on your line like you're not stepping into that you're like going boop, and then you're just like catching it it's a jump right which is an active yeah. muscle move like they're watch some of that like i was like i was not expecting him to have the dexterity or the agility to kind of get into some of these and people were too worried about the release point and i'm like i'm not worried about his hands if he thinks he can get a friggin like no dip like, yeah. like no motion shot off where it's all like kinetic energy up the kinetic chain from your leg. I'm like, well, he is a pretty big dude. I'm yeah. like, which is why I didn't think he could do that stuff. I'm like, he's six, nine. He's kind of a husky lad there. Right. And like his body will continue to change too. If he's going to be this guy, but like, he's a big guy. Like 
that's impressive if you're like nerdy like ooh, like you know wow let's like watch sam hauser develop this year i was like that stood out immediately i'm like oh that'll pay dividends for sure i'm like stick with that like that's a problem that that first three he hit, I think it was a corner three off a Tatum pass last night when it was actually not a fifty point game, and like he just <laughs> caught that thing and fired yeah. it so fast out of the corner, and it was like, oh, we we might have a new Sam Hauser on our hands here. But Eric, watch his setups. We, so just yeah. watch him. Sorry, just watch his yeah. setups on Yo. those shots. Rewind and be like, dude, oh, dude. He came out of nowhere. He's like, whoop, I'm gone. He's like, hey, yeah. I gotta get that ball. <laughs> He dropped down from the way of like from the above the break and he just like floated to the, he flew to the corner rather his relocation he read Tatum. Yeah. yeah. His relocation is on like an entirely different plane of existence, which is like everything for fucking with a defense. He only needs to have a game like he did like one out of every four times. Yeah. Everyone's going to go, Oh shit. Go get that guy. Yeah. Like there's no chance that that won't get attention. Right. That yeah. alone is you're like, I'm fine. Like, yeah. Like, they can. What's cool about him is that they they can win a game where Sam Hauser goes zero for four from three like super easily. But he's gonna have like at a minimum, let's call it ten games where he goes four for five or five for six, and then like there's a zero percent chance you can beat the Celtics in those nights because it's just like how are you supposed to deal with like these weapons coming off the bench where they're extending these lead? Like, Oh my God, we survived the freaking buzzsaw. That's the Derek white, drew holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, pushing his lineup. And then Pritchard and Hauser hit four threes in two minutes. It's like, backbreaking. Jesus. Five central, right? Like that's the yeah. stuff you're talking about. The collective. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the energy the team is those guys will do that stuff just when you need someone else, when it's getting like stale, whatever. It's like, Teammates live for that shit. And it'll yeah, usually dude. happen in moments where you're just clowning the other team and like you know yeah. those guys give you shit and like the practice stuff and all that, which is not very, very sporadic during the regular season or you know, the season play. But like, but like those guys know each other. And when those guys go off, like that just adds so much to that as well. So there's the tactical part where I'm like, I'm not worried, but then there's also that like social emotional part where you're like, oh, that's great stuff. Like those yeah, guys yeah. having nights really gets respect right and change and makes and those guys have fun you're any of the media is going to get way better answers and all these press conferences yeah. like people will be feeling stuff like we've had awesome press con like that's the vibe test right what's the difference yeah, yeah. how's the fucking atmosphere in the post game <laughs> yeah like yeah getting yeah getting hot hands and Derek white being like hey shout out hot hands yeah like that, that doesn't happen. Hot hands. <laughs> this yeah. is, all right so, so awesome. this is this is some Bill Simmons body language doctor stuff, but like the main reason I believe in Peyton Pritchard is because every time he hits a three, Tatum gets so Everyone's, hyped. Yeah, they get so hot for Tatum's him. like, yeah, he gets so pumped every time Pritchard hits a three. I'm like, that guy's got to be a baller. There's no way Tatum's that invested in some bad players like yeah. making a shot, you know? They played at Hoop Summit together. Oh, yeah. no, they didn't play at Hoop Summit together. They uh, played against each other in Hoop Summit. I gotta Pride. go back. It was not in because yeah, they're, they're like pretty much the same age. I know, right? Because yeah, yeah. Um, Pritch yeah, is good. Like he is good. There'll be a whole part of this season where everyone's like, "Oh my god, Peyton Pritch is like legitimately good." Took Fred Van Fleet four seasons and yeah. uh, birth of a child to become Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> we are PP guys. Guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the small guys. Let the small yeah. guys who have super good brains. Figure yeah. out how to overcome the difficulty of being like TJ McConnell's still getting better every year. He comes back. I'm like, is this year he falls out of the league? I'm like, no, yeah. he's like a starting point guard now. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like now it's like, can we trade for TJ McConnell, dude? He's also so annoying. All guys eat, man. Like, feed him slow. 
feed him steady and let him grow. <laughs> like that's it. Like those, I'll bet on Peyton Pritchard all like every time. Oh yeah. yeah, I do. Like he, he, I feel like he did need that game yesterday because like the Washington yeah. game, like it, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was clearly it looked like a confidence thing to me. He looked quite hesitant. Like he needs to just be like gunning and confident and aggressive. He had nine assists. Yeah, he's just diamond people up, dude. You like, see that guy that won? Like, I think we all had an assist in that game too. Yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> like everyone had assists. They're giving them out. It's like free pizza at the end of the thing. Dude, I can throw a little. Di- I can I can yeah. throw a pick and pop pass. You get an assist. Yeah, it's like hey, <laughs> and inbounding. Now in any any Celtics home game where they're leading by forty or more in the fourth, a fan will be chosen random. To yeah. 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 pick and pop. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, brought they, up they, they, and handed like the ten minute mark, and you're playing might be right but uh the hero the hero among us gets to go from getting the the way from the crowd and they get to run a pick and roll <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah like, all right yeah, go ahead eric no 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 we've had let's we can like there's there's still like 78 more of these things <laughs> yeah no I, okay so i was gonna like head towards wrapping us up because we've already taken an hour of your time um Okay, I think the the biggest question we've got, and with the caveat, it's only four games. Eric, Jake, mm. Wayne Spoony, I'll talk in the third person. <laughs> Is this the most expectant you felt about a championship since 2008? Wow. Because I remember when they traded for KG... You know, they had already traded for Ray and everyone's like, why are they trading for Ray Allen? This is dumb. And then they trade for KG and it's like, oh, actually, no, this makes total sense. So, Eric, is this like, do you expect a title? Like, are their percentage the highest since 2008? Yes. Unequivocally. Shit. Um, Not as high (laughs) as that's the difference since 2008. Yeah. 2008, I mean, I was literally at that draft when they made the Ray Allen trade. It's the first thing I wrote. It was like like online when I was working Draft Express. It was like, oh, they're going to trade for KG. I'm like, <laughs> like, I got it. Like Fred Katz is losing his mind. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. I'm like, they totally finally worked out whatever. And they're like, no, we said he'd never come. I'm like, but now they have Ray Allen. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> now. yeah. yeah. Um, this is the most expected. Like, Again, your fifth guy was on the Olympic team. I don't know. Like, it sounds, I just say that because it's like, go, go, go find yeah. five dudes, like four of which have made the all star team before, like two defensive play. Like, it is the most heralded and decorated starting five, not collective. Oh, because LeBron is waiting factors yeah. or whatever. I'm just saying, if you just like, whatever, like individually, it is the best collection of five guys in terms of status and stature right like it is just like it's ridiculous so yeah you how can you not be like if they just stay healthy and don't be assholes which <laughs> i definitely believe in the last yeah. one is not going to be a problem like they just need to manage and like last night al got to take the night off the only thing i worry about is injury with this team it's like Same. Al played 11 minutes like what's wrong with that i was like it was a dnp Perfect. like dead on yeah. doa Right? Just got like, some active. Like, got, he, he's got like a nice little workout in. He's just on. Yeah, the, he's okay. got to like jog. He's like, hey, let's do some 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 like warm ups. Yeah, some, and, and two minutes too many got, for he, Al. He didn't even play hard. Like the no. last rotation, he's like, I mean, he, he did like where he's supposed to be, but he didn't. They were like, no, we don't need to do any kind of drives. Yeah, take your legs out or whatever. Just be a hub and kind of yeah. stand there and let people do shit. Like they, these low load 
games where they can just throttle people are so valuable across yep. here. You talk about cutting out 15 to 20% if you're that good and stay committed to the things like coming out yeah. strong in the third, not sleepwalking into certain opponents or whatever. And you can just buy a percentage of the season back, right? Like by doing that. And that's your biggest mitigator for significant injury, right? Is just like, just pay it forward. Just earn the rest and you will greatly increase your chances of getting to where you want to be in the best shape possible to do the thing you want to do. Yeah, look, we've, we've, we've banked an extra 2.4% of the season so far with the Wizards and the, and the Knicks series. I, I th- I'm there as well. I mean, since the 08 season, um, I was a believer in the team before that, that we were going to maybe win the title before Rob got injured in the 2022 season just because they were blowing teams off the court that easily. I think the defense was was that good, but once Rob was never the same, um, they maybe they still don't quite do it just because they still had those bad habits in there. Um, I just know how hard it is to win a title, and so I'm just like trying not to like even – but now the East like doesn't worry me at like – it's really just Denver to me right now. And you obviously we're projecting way too far down the line, but it's like, that's the one team where, um, and if there's only one team when all things are equal that you're like, I'm really worried about then like, you, and they're in the West. It's like, all right, well, cross that bridge if we get the there. Knicks still too, man. The Knicks have I mean, a lead on you in continuity and their vibes I'll are immaculate be, too. We got the Knicks. Come on, Eric. I'm we not saying I'm, I'm just saying I am not worried about, oh my God. I'm just like, do not walk over that. Like Milwaukee no, yeah. has time to do stuff. The Knicks are a real team, but I'm like, yeah, I don't oh, yeah. walk over anybody. That's the thing. They need to be the people yeah. we talk. Right? That's the concern is just like, we, they need to get to a certain level, and there are other teams that, if they don't have that level, can absolutely beat them in short series play because chance is involved. You just need two bad games from yeah. whatever, and you don't have that, and they can poke on it. That seven games doesn't represent who the better team was. It represents collectively where both teams are in their like individual yeah. narratives, right? And cross. That's how teams can come back and beat a team. And it's like they're never like these referendums on shit is just like, well, what point in the narrative is it? And then how do you change it? It's never like, oh, go back to the beginning. Like they're multi-season journeys. With Denver being the biggest proof positive. They were yeah. an overnight baked thing. They built that team. Yeah systematically over a five, six year period of time. And they made purposeful decisions and then went through extreme like stress and strain by losing being a big, like there was a two year period where people wanted them to blow, like the blow. It, but, yeah. like, there was a lot of like this dipshit team just blew a three, one leader there. They went, they lost, they went back to back playoff years where they went down Oh three or whatever. And they won one of them <laughs> and then they lost the other, whatever or they went, series. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like these are like frustrating things that are like very yeah. familiar. Right. And then you're like, what is happening? It's like, now they're like, Oh, the, the nuggets i'm like i watched all that shit man i've been watching Jokic since he was a rookie i'm like yeah. like and i was a big Nurkic guy i'm not gonna say i tuned in for Jokic. um <laughs> although there's a fun story about that at hoop summit also but like that team had a journey like yeah, that yeah. team came together and that team made very sit they were like let's star power so i don't really like the clippers like no. they're fine and like it's they're cool like and then you'd like, I don't know, like I'd rather build a team that has a more intuitive fit with each other than be like, hey, why don't you guys figure it out? Like that works. We've seen it work before, but like 
Denver is a constructed team that was done in a metered, purposeful way. And this Boston team, since like I thought Brad was gone, I typed Twitter right around. I'm like, oh, this is just something to like be able to trade him to like the Pacers or whatever. I'm like, there's no <laughs> way Brad's staying in the front office. My my apologies yeah. to all you guys in the front office, man. I I thoroughly like apologize. I, I just didn't make any sense to me that that good of a coach would suddenly be like, oh, I'm done coaching. And I'm like, no, yeah, he's been amazing at this so, shit. Unreal, dude. I don't like that's why at this point you have to just every move that he makes like the Missoula thing being maybe at the top where everybody was like how can you keep this guy yeah you know and Brad clearly very confident in the type of guy that Missoula is clearly understands ball like better than anyone else like and keeps making these moves that either no one thinks of or sees coming because we're we're still yet to get like a report of a trade potentially happening outside of the Drew Holiday trade. That's the one deal so far where it's like Boston's interested and all of us being like, oh, they would they really do? Would they really did Brad really do it? And Brad's like, you're fucking damn right, I'll do it. Um and I'll and, and, and he'll pay when it's available. Yeah. And God damn yeah. right. Yeah. We talked like, about right. crunching the numbers. That's the like whatever. You know, like these guys have been so purposeful about it. It's not just like, oh, we need to get stuff. He still has assets. So yeah. many assets. All of his picks. So many seconds. They concentrated the first round trade. The first round picks are just five years out and six years out, back yeah. to back. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at the, that's why I look at and Wick's comment about six years or whatever and how you look at the salaries. Like, I don't have all the answers there, but there are answers to be found there. 100%. That's team building all the way top to bottom. This has been an exercise in developing something. That has yep. been at a very high level, but like those last pieces are what informs you that there's a purposeful, like this is not throwing shit out there and so the sons. Yeah. Or yeah. like, which is fine, whatever. That's a good team. And I think they're a real contender. They have to come together. The only team that even remotely made Denver sweat for like five seconds during the playoffs. Like, that's it. Like they're good. Like I, Katie's good. Like I'm not like, he's good. Um, but like, that's a lot easier and then they had to solve uh, like the Aiton problem. I think they look like I like your Nurkic as a as a fit on Phoenix if he's yeah. back healthy. Like he because he has very good. He's a good playmaker. He does he good play, yeah. play better defensively. But like that's still a like rec- like just making a move to make it work thing versus being like okay we have this. Yeah, like, this has been a real chess match chess match kind of thing, right? There was no like urgency thing to like we got to be in the market this year or whatever, like everything has been like, where's our team? What are our options? How should we approach this? And then making those moves that that's how his tenure has felt to me. And like the results have been like, especially when you consider some of the things that weren't foreseeable, which is those transitions back to back to back Mm -hmm. mainly and the personnel, you know, kind of overhaul, like, that's good work. And that's like a fun thing to be able to go into as a Celtics fan. It's like, I don't know what will happen this year. None of us know what will happen over the long term. We all know that. Like, we can't ultimately be like, we got it, boys. Like, you know, famous yeah. <laughs> last word. But like, back to that media post game thing. Like, this is an atmosphere. This is what I feel since, and I was 2008, man. I, I just moved to North Carolina. I just left the year before. I went down to start working professionally in basketball. And I was like, cool, I got to go where it's like cheap and I can like make it work because I got to fly everywhere all the time, all year long. And I'm like, neat. And I just left. I had the credentials for all the shitty 24 win and like whatever stuff. And I was like, it was awesome. <laughs> this time of my life. And then I'm like, I moved away from home. I'm like, oh, they're going to win the championship. 
awesome. <laughs> so, like that vibe season, like that's the kind of shit. Yeah. This team has been like, there's been like, you know, they were the lovable whatever when they upstart like the, the 76ers. This is yeah, like, like Tatum's rookie year. Yeah. This is a real team with real expectations. It doesn't have this like, especially in Boston with like, Bill Belichick, you know, getting mm-hmm. dementia in front of us and like what, like whatever, like <laughs> whatever is happening, like just forgetting how to like do things and like whatever. The Bruins are fine, but they're in a transition period just for what they did. And then, and then exactly. having the Red Sox be like this. Boston used to be a like, oh, like super yeah. like ancient, <laughs> aggressive fan base, but very like pearl clutchy and whatever. And it's like, this team has been able to avoid that for the most part. The last couple of years, you know, have been like, whatever. I don't feel any of that right now. We'll see little signs of it, but like sure. to kind of have this collective exhale, maybe that's the, the sheen of the moves, but I don't remember the, like the media coverage wasn't like, Oh yeah, they did it. Like they no. didn't start right away. Oh, not like, at all. There's just a vibe. There's an eminent, like there's something no, there was a there was a lot of concern trolling around losing Grant Williams, like maybe the biggest of them all. Who's playing great, by the Who's, way. Who is playing yes. great? Yeah, he, yeah, he's going to make open threes for the Mavericks, and that's fine. Um, but like, that just wasn't really a tenable thing to to keep him on this on this roster. And and Marcus Smart obviously um, was a huge part of the team, but I think a lot of it is a lot of people didn't like watch Porzingis last year, and people just thought of right what he so. looked like. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. What, what was the? Yeah. I watched him. I watched him twice when he played the Celtics, and so he was really good. Um, and then, like the so yeah, no one watched Porzingis, so everybody just had the visions of him in Dallas and used that plus the injury stuff to be like, oh, the move probably won't work. Porzingis that that post hype thing that we spoke about before we started, before we came on, Eric. Maybe you like take that away. Like people just have this this post hype vision of what Pussy oh, actually oh, is. Rever- I just reverse hype. Typically reverse hype, it's like yeah. rookie, rookie guys, right? Or it's just like, oh, you got drafted and you get anchored, right? To like the position and the expectations that come on that versus the reality of what like most, you know, picks do, right? It's just like, oh, the potential of something always creates this like, like whiplash effect where everyone's like, oh, it's worse than it actually is because I don't know, it betrayed them or like whatever. The brain can't deal with this idea that whatever, you know, you expected to happen, like fell off so significantly. It's like cognitive dissonance, right? And you just kind of like create a new reality, you know, for whatever that is. And whatever it was, like coupled with going away or whatever, um, you know, to the Wizards where people weren't watching. I did actually watch a lot of the Wizards. I like I like KP, man. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, whatever. So they, you can't take a you know a scout or whatever an evaluator oh. out of me. I'm like always going to yeah. watch individual <laughs> players. I like Denny Avija. Like I watch. Yes, watch I love Denny. Denny. I'm a huge Denny guy. I'm a big yeah. Denny guy, and I'm like as long as Denny's there, I was going to watch them. And then KP went there, and I was like, oh, perfect. And I was like, oh, this guy's fucking way better than he was before. <laughs> I was like, that's. I thought he was done in that last year in Dallas. Like, oh, yeah. he lost his mobility, and I'm like, as soon as he can't move well I lost it but I'm like you're you're a like much more of a role player and then he's like no I just need to get healthy he changed his whole strength and conditioning program and all the stuff that he's been talking about but like I saw last year I was like oh it's the first year he was good at post-up play right it's yeah. the first year he was really committed to getting his lower body where it needed to be to do you know the things that he wanted to do and uh and just like you saw some like his he's not like a wizard passing but he has very good 
professional mm-hmm. yeah. basketball sense for like you like, inter- like international Tatum. roots or whatever but like well he can see everything too kind of how he learned <laughs> yeah. how to make basketball right like, yeah. like yeah. do that so so like it's it's amazing to see like him be on this team and do this and kind of like have that motivation because yeah, people forgot about what he is and people were like, Oh, well we thought you could have been more. And he's like, dude, I'm 27, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not done I am Wemby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a totally different conversation for later. But, uh, but like, he is like, he's good. There's a reason that he yeah. had the hype that he had and now he's got a squad like yeah. you don't think that guy because people are like, well, he's kind of quiet and he's just whatever. It's like this dude has a purpose. I don't know the last time he had a purpose, and he also has it with maturity through the experiences that he has. And he's no one's ever said, I mean, whatever. Throw out all the junk from the like clashing stuff. Like there's a lot to unpack. I'm not making Przingis blameless. Nobody ever is blameless in anything, but like on the whole. He was so young then as well. He was a guy that you could invest in as a part. Like, he was never a problem. And he was always somebody people wanted to work out. And you never, you like, you don't hear bad shit about him, right? Like, like, and now he's got all of these things lined up. I'm like, this guy always seemed like a pro to me. He's the kind of guy that could handle and take on the hype in New York at the time yeah. he did it. Yeah. With fucking Phil Jackson and all that yeah, bullshit. That, oh my God, I forgot. That guy owned Phil it. He didn't there. even know what he was doing. I'm like, I'm going to bet on the 27, like now 9 yeah. bet. Speaking like, of Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm talking about like going to sleep and not doing your job. Like, I don't even know if he wants yeah. to. I'm not going to shit on Phil Jackson. He's amazing. But like, Katie's the same guy. KP's the same guy that handled that shit when he was a, you know, a jackass teen. Right? by his own admitting. He was a teen. And he still was able to be like, I'm that superstar. Yeah, his body broke yeah. down. He didn't take care whatever. But he had the mentality. And a guy that can do that and then make it through all of that adversity and actually improve. You know how many guys are just be like, cool, I got like one more paycheck or whatever. Like James Harden's been playing the paycheck game for like the last yeah. two years. I'm like. <laughs> And whatever, James Harden's amazing, but like Chris Epps had reasons to do less and just be okay and do whatever. And he's like, no, I'm going to get better. Like, there's another one of these guys where you're like, that guy's going to have something to say about January and February with doldrums or whatever. Because he's like, everything I do, go, go hey, Jason, you want to take the night off? No problem. <laughs> like, I got Let you, me get brother. 25. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will. I will take all the smoke. Just be a decoy. Like, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to do. I will dominate. This is what he did against the Knicks. Yeah. You knew he wanted to like make a statement, and when the yeah. Knicks came back, revenge yeah. game quickly was doing his thing. And I love. I, I really do like that. It's so weird. I don't know how they're like good. The they just have they're a good. lot of guys I really like, and they accidentally all got him at the same time. There's you don't like Randall though, do you? Deuce McBride. Oh, Randall is a neutral. Okay. Randall's a neutral, but like, dude, man, so many of those guys in that team are 100% dudes I'd want on the Celtics. Like, yeah, Josh Hart, Grimes. Championship Celtics. Like, they have yeah. guys that we like. Thibodeau has a type, and he and I have that same type, right? Like, he's got a bunch of those guys. I'd kill for Josh Hart. But um, off the bench, by the way. Hauser for Hart. I would do that. <laughs> they wouldn't, but like, I would. yeah. but like, yeah, man, yeah. this is like, there's guys to pass the baton to all season long and dudes like mm-hmm. Persingas and holiday who, you know, I don't know. Like, yes, I think he'll play hard against Milwaukee. Like no one likes that shit or whatever, but like yeah. holiday also gets rest at 33. The older guy, yeah. like naturally he's like, Oh, I see scores. 
why would you use him unnecessarily? He's mm-hmm. like in a case of emergency, go to the fourth guy, like, right? Like the hierarchy that they can like manipulate to if Jason or Jalen is not like El Fuego <laughs> is to just, uh, <laughs> is just to like be cognizant of that and just flow to some order of like any of those five guys, right? Three out of any of those five guys at any time. Like that's a beautiful place to be. And if you have dudes that are willing to do that, that's another reason where I'm like, I don't know if there's going to be a doldrum because there's going to be guys that just haven't, they're like, fine. It's my night tonight. Right. You're yeah. like, there's a passing thing. Oh, you're, you're not, you don't have the fire tonight or whatever. Yeah. We'll wake you up. You'll be the fourth wheel. Like, right. You'll be the, <laughs> the guest sitting on the couch while we're chopping it up on the dance floor. Right. Like they they'll shift personas i think and then another guy will do like what mark has always tried to do but isn't good enough offensively he's been trying to do it in memphis he's been amazing at the beginning of their O for five yeah. or whatever he's been like carrying them as like the second leading scorer i'm just like so bad for marcus Christ. yeah yeah look Alrighty. chris Stapps, porzingis just another star that Luka Doncic has ripped out his will to play basketball. And that's why Taylor's yeah. better than Luka. So pretty obvious there. Uh, but He's Eric skinnier than Luka. <laughs> yeah, too, by far. Uh, yeah. But Eric, this was absolutely awesome. Is there, we got to wrap up hour and a half of your time. We've so very much appreciate it. And we will be tapping you again very soon to jump back on. Anything you want to plug anywhere you want to direct our, the folks to, to check you out. Uh, no, I'm actually kind of in a deep. Well, always read Swiss theory. If you want to keep up on uh, yeah. the draft, those guys yeah. are amazing. And I do yeah. the best I can to throw uh, ideas out <laughs> in their direction and see what they'll scoop up. But they have a, just an absolute tiger army of like talented <laughs> and yeah. uh, kidless and young, like aggressive film <laughs> hours. And it is kidless. amazing. They, they give me life. Uh, and other than that, I would say, Coming up in summer league, keep your eyes out. I might have a new app on the market for Ooh. doing some stuff. So that is about all the teaser I'll do right now. There you go. Um, but uh, I got something brewing for the end of this season. Yeah. And just follow Eric on Twitter as well. Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah. Get, get get like the go. I tweet way too much about them specifically. <laughs> <laughs> if we will be in summer league, Eric, so we'll have to meet up for yeah. a drink or something. I'm coming home in and, uh, Christmas break to go watch games. So. If anybody wants all right to, if i'm uh, around i'll hit something. you up i'm not sure when i'm flying back yet but yeah absolutely jakey I, I definitely won't be there in boston at christmas but <laughs> <laughs> you never know just wanted to throw it out there yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be near the garden <laughs> awesome. i knows i'm not paying a thousand dollars to go swim out here in space man yeah fine. Dude, no <laughs> all right boys this is awesome love your work gentlemen i'll talk to you later first of the four out Thank you.